Yo, 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 what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Man to Man, the best NBA podcast out there where we bring you the latest topics around the NBA. This is your co-host, Andy, the simp god, Elliot. Alongside your co-host, Liam, the hoop star, Nash. <laughs> Man, happy Father's Day to all the baby daddies out there. We hope you show some love and do something great for your dads out there today. I know maybe for some of you, Father's Day just sounds like another Sunday, washing some golf on the couch, sitting down to a meal at the dinner table. But you know what? Try to take some time out. Don't take it for granted as many people today are actually without a father figure. But with that being said, it's a good Sunday. It was a good week, busy week for man to man, but we back at it. Thank you for tuning in, my simping lovers. Uh, if you're new to the episode or new to the show and aren't subscribed yet, please make sure to go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube, hit that subscribe button, gurus, blase, blase. Also, we are a little under 50 followers left to reach our 2000 mark on Instagram. Stay tuned to our, stay tuned for our 2K giveaway as we're giving away a Miami Vice D-Wade special edition jersey. Share a page with your friends to help us reach that goal. Liam, I know I got some here this week. Did you have a chance to lock up any of that streetwear, brother? No, I did not. It was a busy, busy week for, you know, the young, <sighs> the young hoop star. Flight school is back in full force. Uh, more and more learning how to fly this, this big old plane at night. But uh, I see, I can see some Yaz apparel on you. What do we got here? What do we got? Yeah, yes, Sirski, shall I call you my soldier in Los Carusi? And by the way, man, glad you learned how to fly at night because I still really don't trust you in a plane right now. Maybe <laughs> give it a year or two. And, you know, you show me some videos when you're up there before I actually get in there. But listen, brother, I just copied the Hunter Green hoodie a couple days ago. Shout out to what's his name? Mr. Yaz Apparel, the hottest streetwear available on the market. They got the most exclusive, fresh, trendy items, including different color set hoodies, T-shirts and more that will fit perfectly in your everyday attire. NBA players like Jackson Hayes has a Yaz hoodie in, in his arsenal. And hey, every item sold, they donate clothing to the homeless. So it's a win win. Plus, everything in the store right now is 50 percent off. At the checkout, you look good. You do it for good cause. That's yazapparel.club. Go check them out, my guy. You know what? We're going to throw the description. We're going to throw that link in the description below. And, hey, man, recap of last week, just real quick. Hoop and I addressed a conference call between NBA owners and execs and players from the National Basketball Players Association, which resulted in the scaling thoughts from Kyrie Irving proposing a non-NBA return this season. Rather, players taking a stand and continuing – fixating more of their energy on the serious mishappenings in America surrounding the Black Lives Matter movement. Irving suggested that foregoing a return to the NBA season would only cause distractions to the real world, such as resolving the problems of police brutality, systemic racism, and social injustice. So as players were pretty optimistic and eager to return to play in Orlando, Irving's point you know, certainly caught attention to other players around the league, like Avery Bradley and Dwight Howard. And although as Players have already endured a substantial amount of loss in revenue, Liam. Their agents have advised them to not plummet the remainder of their salary by sitting out the, the rest of the season, which is still most likely bound to happen as a new handbook of protocol has officially hit the tables, resulting in rules and tips for players inside the bubble. We'll get into that a little bit later on the show. Right. And I think I just want to touch on the Kyrie thing a little bit before we get deep into our episode. So here's the whole thing with Kyrie doesn't sound like he's like immensely, immensely against an NBA return, although obviously he can't return to play himself, you know, because of his shoulder. However, he's trying to give players a platform to be able to have discussions about the bubble and their race, uh, the racial inequality and unity of uh, just players as a whole. So it's a good call whether people like to think of Kyrie being a disruptor in this occasion. He's really not, at least in my 
eyes. I think he's just trying to have that, you know, valid point so people can get their word across. Um, In my personal opinion, I think we discussed it a little bit last week, but rather being the distraction from everything currently going on right now, players are examining how they could be best used um, to pretty much create influence to move this Black Lives movement forward. Uh, It's a question of, does playing against, playing like the game itself, play against um, all the things that we've been doing um, in the movement? Um, And then whether or not um, the play can in fact highlight and encourage and enhance this movement. So that's really what I think he's really like trying to, bring to light and what he's actually talking about um right. and bringing all this stuff up in that so right it, it kind of he kind of took a, a couple of different stances he was like okay am i going to be able to use the sauna and i'm going to am i going to be able to be a part of the 35 team personnel he had all these questions and he was like hold up why don't we just take a stand but then you know is it if we don't is it going to cause distractions like you were saying and i think you know, you and I came to that conclusion that more players will actually have that opportunity to voice their opinions and use their platforms even more with the spotlight being back on them, you know, rather than neglecting the Black Lives Matter movement. Right now, we only see a handful of players going to the streets and protesting like Steph Curry, Jalen Brown, our very own Malcolm Brogdon. But with the season coming back and putting another million eyes on the return of the NBA, right, that will allow players in post-game interviews and press conferences to talk about the Black Lives Matter movement, what their thoughts are, and how they're contributing to the cause. Um, so with the whole Kyrie thing, you know, he's like, we'll come back. Um, but he wants to take it a step further. So he created, you know, they have the, uh, the National Basketball Players Association. But now him and Avery Bradley and a few others created this NBA coalition. So, I mean, with the coalition, there, you know, there seems to be, even before that, there seems to be a growing faction of NBA players that are uncertain about committing to the league's plan for restarting the season in Orlando, you know, so this coalition of players like Kyrie Irving, Avery Bradley, Dwight Howard, they're actually taking matters into their own hands and speaking up for players who may fear that retribution and openly like voicing their concerns in regards to social justice reform. And the NBA coalition is challenging not only Adam Silver, but they're also challenging all these league constituents um, from the commissioner's office ownership level management and the players association to act upon racial oppression and commit to donating to certain charities and challenge the league to come up with a detailed plan on issues of importance to the black community before the NBA's restart in Orlando. Right. And we, I mean, we also know that like Bradley and the players coalition described several priorities this past Tuesday to ESPN, um, Mm -hmm. including just hiring practical, uh, improving hiring practices for like black African-American front offices and head coaching candidates. Mm -hmm. A lot of the coaches in the NBA right now aren't, I mean, it's solely dominated by the white. Yeah. Dominated by white. So making um, it so to the league's management to better reflect this, you know, composition of players and partnerships with black owned businesses and arena vineyards is pretty much what they've been pushing, pushing, pushing for um, mm-hmm. in this whole creation of this coalition. And I think it's fair. I think that's a, you know, we kind of mentioned it last week a little bit about what's next, like all this protesting and stuff, but what's the next steps? And I think this could be a good, 
first step for you know the players to do that right right actually and you know they were saying it's it's so much to go out there and protest and talk about it and wear all these shirts but let's challenge the nba i, I saw some number on first take the other day how they combined all of the i guess general managers and owners um and it's it's more than like a hundred billion dollars or something crazy like that so they were talking about have the key players on each team like actually go into a meeting with these guys and say hey you're spending your money on the totally wrong thing right now and we need your help we can't just be the players speaking out because we haven't heard about we haven't heard many owners um, besides really the celtics i've heard the celtics have been donating a lot of money to um, different sort of charities but Pretty much that's what Kyrie is saying, how the general managers and ownerships and pretty much everyone else besides the players needs to step up before we actually start restart this NBA season. Right. And I think it's I think you nailed it on the head right there and saying this is kind of brought to the attention right before returning to the season. And it's kind of like, you know, not a end all be all like if nothing gets happened, we probably won't play. But it's also a good, you know, start to trying to restart this season and getting everybody Absolutely. on board. But we got some other things do we do want to, you know, bring into this episode like when uh teams have to give their leagues uh their active rosters. Players are given the option to wear this smart ring/bracelet um kind of around their finger to detect the early symptoms of COVID. And Oladipo's thoughts on returning to the Pacers, but let's first go into what life on Disney will actually look like. Does that sound fun? Hey, I don't know. We <laughs> well, could see otherwise. We could, we could. But let's go into, you know, this uh, kind of long, what they're calling the the health and safety product, protocol handbook, which is uh, undoubtedly 113 pages mm-hmm. um, of rules and tips for players and teams while, you know, they're in the bubble. Um so let's uh, kind of transition to the that or transition into that and take a look at kind of these uh, these things here. We're gonna now we, my lord simp. Yeah, sorry, we'll, sorry. <laughs> we'll, uh, I think uh, we'll, we'll introduce this new kind of segment of man to man worthy or keep it moving. All right. So Alrighty, let's do it. I'll uh, I'll name some of these, you know, highlighting points and you tell me if these uh are man to man worthy or and we'll stop and talk about it or if you just yeah. say it's not worth talking about it, we'll just keep it moving, right? Hey, keep that moving, brother. All right. So the first one we got here are players um who test positive for COVID-19 moved into isolation housing. Don't really know what that means. But is that man-to-man worthy, or are we keeping it moving? I would want to really keep it moving right here, but this is very informational. So it's man-to-man worthy. Come on now. So just so everyone has an idea of what it will look like if someone tests positive for COVID, which sources are actually saying that there will be a probable number of positive cases when first entering the bubble. Um, but according to this recent, according to the recently released document, players, coaches, guests, and other essential staff present uh, present at the facilities in Orlando, Florida, will be subjected to this "quote unquote" regular PCR testing. Um, it's it's not going to be as um, uncomfortable as you know you hear with testing going up the nose all the way up to the brain. You know, it's going to be 
uh, via nasal swabs or saliva collection, but it, mainly saliva is whatever. It's going to be very, very comfortable, comfortable and not discomfortable. Um, but if someone tests as positive, in order to return from isolation housing, they'll go to isolation housing. In order to return from isolation housing and, rejo and rejoin the main NBA bubble, um, they're going to have to go through these. They're going to have to take a. They're going to have to quarantine for 14 days, and then they're going to be retested, and then they get retested again just to make sure. Um, so the and then after that, they'll receive a positive medical evaluation from the league's designated physician. So they're kind of going through all these certain people. Um, that the league has to offer before they can actually go back into gameplay. I mean, it's pretty serious stuff. Um, I know if you test positive, pretty much they give you another test just to make sure you're positive for it. You go to isolation and then you got to go, you know, through quarantine. No one wants to hang out with you. You're, you're a loser <laughs> pretty much. And, uh, and then, yeah, you got to get retested again to come back. But uh, I've also heard that they, they aren't going to, um, suspend the NBA if there are, you know, like some cases, like I was saying, there there will be some cases, obviously they're predicting that, but not enough to suspend the NBA season as well. So they're just going to send them somewhere else in an isolation house. Right. Another thing that I want to point out um, is recent talks now in Florida, the cases are keep going up and up. So I don't think, I think it, I think we definitely will see some of these NBA players test positive. And so I think I'm glad that they have something in this, you know, kind of protocol or this rules about that. So for sure. Um, also, a quick note here for Andy's follow up. The handbook does state that in the occurrence of a small or otherwise, you know, expected number of COVID cases um, will require a decision to suspend or cancel. And kind of what you're saying, I don't think. I mean, I do think there'll be some cases, but not enough. And obviously, the whole NBA is not going to get COVID nineteen. So I yeah, don't think just to cancel the whole thing, right. they're not going to do that. All right. So the next one we have here for worthy or keep it moving: players not allowed to enter each other's hotel rooms, which these hotel rooms are going to be cl cleaned once a week. Is that mm -hmm. worthy or are we keeping moving? Listen, some guys need their hotels cleaned more than once a week but i mean nothing really to talk about here let's keep it moving my son all right um next one <laughs> <laughs> i mean you just whatever dude <laughs> <laughs> next one we got here we got referees and front row coaches don't have to wear masks back row coaches though will have to are we keeping it moving? Are we are we worthy on this one to talk about? Hey, yo, man to man worthy on this one. Definitely right. man to man worthy. Last week we talked about the coaches over the age of sixty. Uh, they may be prohibited to coach in the bubble, um, but coaches expressed that this was unfair and felt singled out solely because of their age. So certain coaches were concerned about this uh, predetermined rule being taken place, and also actually feared that not being able to coach would cause concerns for future employment opportunities. So the league assured us that a coach will not be excluded solely because of age, um, but will, there will be a part of the medical, they will be a part of the medical review process that everyone essentially has to go through, uh, which will be designated to flag only those individuals who pose significant threats of substantial harm to themselves. And within this 113 page safety and health protocol handbook, 
Uh, it states that all team staffers will fill out this questionnaire regarding individual risk factors, including asthma, heart problems, ongoing cancer treatment, smoking habits, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera. And then a doctor selected by the team must, must review each questionnaire and then provide them a letter basically saying they're good to go. If the team doctor designates, designates any staffer at a higher risk than others, then that staffer must also obtain letters from an actual MBA physician. So when I was first thinking about this, I was like, well, Mike D'Antoni, he actually came out with that. He already gave his medical stuff to their team doctor and already got approved. I'm almost thinking, are the doctors a little biased because they're working for the team or they could be a huge liability if they, if they give someone a good to go like D'Antoni and then, you know, something bizarre happens. So that's why, you know, the doctors have to be really careful in this situation. They don't want to, you know, give a go to somebody that's at a higher risk. And if they are at a higher risk, then obviously there will be an MBA physician that's kind of in that middle ground that will say, hey, we can, you, you're either good to go or, you know, we, we, we don't even have to send you into Orlando. Right. And I think that's the biggest thing because you mentioned it, the bias of like, obviously, you know, they're going to want their coach out there and they don't want them to sit out. So I think it's very mm -hmm. crucial that they have that NBA physician kind of like you were mentioning, kind of that unbiased um, guy in the room to make sure everything is, you know, being taken yeah. care of, taken care of seriously and not mm -hmm. just put on the floor for no reason. All right. Next one, we got players from opposing teams can watch each other's games at the arena. Worthy or keep it moving. Uh, I mean, just like an AAU travel ball, we see players from other teams watching and studying the teams that are on the floor. I mean, it, it's cool to see. It, it's going to be cool to see other players in the arena on TV also. Uh, but I doubt we'll see like big players like Kawhi in the stands since they actually did come out saying they're only letting, allowing a limited number of players from different teams uh, that can essentially be present out of the game. So I don't know, hit the acceleration, keep it moving. All right. So the next thing we got up on our plate here are the amenities. Mm -hmm. um, so included players only lounges with TVs and video games, pools, we got some barbers coming in there. Um, you know, the little Manny pedicures, those guys, <laughs> all that. Um, the only big thing I, I mean, the big thing that I saw when I was reading through this was ping pong, right? All right, we're playing some ping pong. Me and you were known for ping pong back in our yes, younger sir. days, right? Um, have you ever played doubles ping pong before? N not, not really. really. Yeah, so, not really. So the biggest thing I saw here was no <clears throat> doubles in ping pong. It's only 1v1. Um, right. And then decks of cards mm -hmm. will be... Um, to put, uh, disposed of after each session. So they're going to get some cards to play with, but you have to throw them away. So right. will there be enough card decks <laughs> available if you're throwing away a deck of cards every time you play? Is this worthy enough or are we... Are we Keeping it moving. <laughs> this is James Worthy, man to man, worthy brother, manicurist and pedicurist? I don't know what those are. What, what do you call those guys? Wait, hold on, Liam. I got a call real quick. Hello? No, how did you get my number? No, no, I will not see you at the petty spa, dude. Sorry. Dwight Howard just entered the chat. Uh, <laughs> listen, no, dude. Players about to put other players on blast at the bubble with this one, brother. Who's going to be the first one that gets a manicure or pedicure? Who knows? Maybe, you know, you'll see some teams will have a spa day after a big game for some rejuvenation and a little relaxation time. Question is, 
are happy endings considered behind closed doors. <laughs> Oops, sorry, Robert Kraft, wrong sport. Not this time, my little sim. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So we'll we'll see him playing uh, some cards. We're definitely getting some some manicures. I don't know about the pedicures, but uh... yeah, we didn't play we didn't play doubles in ping pong though. No, um, we we I mean ping pong and doubles is not that fun. But like knowing these guys, I'll probably have some tournaments. I'd actually love to see who scores these like outsized results and has like that secret ping pong skill on the tennis table. But uh, I don't think that's a big deal. They'll probably just have like single tournaments and that's, yeah, I think they'll be good to go. All right. All right. So with the deck of cards, let's, let's, you know, we're wagering guys. We, we like to make some bets around here. Well, right. uh, over under the amount of cards, the decks themselves will be used during this quarantine time. Uh, I'll say over under a hundred. What do you think? Are we going over a hundred, under a hundred of used card decks? Some brother, you got some. Got some. <laughs> what are we? What are we over here? We got some cards. So we we, we play the Texas Hold'em. <laughs> we got the cards. We got the cards. Throw them away, brother. We got some new cards. Throw them away, brother. Listen, I'm going over a hundred for sure. In okay. three months, over a hundred. Uh, I know that may actually sound like a low number, but realistically, how much given time will the players have outside of basketball with trying to get their groove back, mentally and physically prepare their minds and bodies? Uh, you know, maybe toward the end of the playoffs, we'll see players taking, you know, their minds off of the game of cards or a Dwight Howard special pedicure. But I mean, I really don't think players will be distracting themselves too often with card games and everything else uh, just because they've had all this time during quarantine to do these things let's play basketball that's what you're getting paid for and focus on the aesthetics on the court but um yeah i mean do they have pools barbers everything and i just i i think the the coaches are really going to be strict on like hey i know everything's here and this is like a distract it's almost like being at mgm right like all these distractions are still here at disney world you can still have so much fun but let's focus on basketball all right so but listen I guess we're going to go into our uh, second second part of the episode. Uh, but, uh, you know, hey, speaking of aesthetics, Wax Pot Skin Studio is a local Nashville full beauty center service specializing in waxing, laser, removal, electrolysis, facials, microneedling, lashes, dermaplane, and many other services. Guys, this isn't only for ladies. This is for you, too. I recently got my eyebrows done, and they're looking dynamic. Um, but, you know, I got to go up and, and get them again. So, um I know some of you hairy mofos out there need some waxing done on the chest, back, and who knows, maybe in between the cheeks. Get that whole enchilada going, brother. Uh, Wax Pot Skin Studio, check out their website. They have a ton of amazing products. Don't be afraid to dive into the skincare world. Wax Pot Skin Studio, feel comfortable in the skin that you are in. Of course, of course. The skin studio, <laughs> nothing else like it. Nothing I need those like Brazilians. Keep them coming, baby. <laughs> I need those. Hey, we we booking the Brazilians, baby, all day, every day. Let's go. All right. So the next big topic we see coming out this week is this ring that uh, is optional for these players and team staff that tracks your heart rate, um, your respiration rate, and other variables. But more than anything, um, this device features an illness probability score that indicates a player uh, might be at a greater risk of contracting the Rona or who might already have it. Mm-hmm. Um, team will not have any access to this player's data 
from uh, the wearable ring? Should a player, you know, actually choose to wear it aside from instances in which the uh, illness probability score triggers, you know, a further medical review? I don't know about all this. Um, My question to you is, we'll start with this one. My question to you for this episode is are you would you even think about wearing this thing this ring bracelet looks like a dog collar what are we wearing this are you actually wearing this oh, <laughs> it's, it's like you know it reminds me of the halo thing i don't know why when i see that um but no i, I personally <laughs> i personally wouldn't wear the ring um you know if i did it would only be in certain practice situations when i'm solely working on my con- on conditioning my body and not holding the basketball. I just feel like it would be weird with a ring on while playing basketball. Uh, I don't see many players choosing to wear the ring unless maybe like Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, simply because they've tested positive before. Right. And they wouldn't, I don't know, want to look like an asshole or something, you know, like maybe mm-hmm. some guys are like, you know, talking behind their back. Why didn't that guy have a ring on? Like maybe you should wear it. But I don't know. Uh, I could definitely see team staff wearing the ring for safety reasons, coaches wearing the ring, uh, people who test positive going into the bubble wearing the ring, people who are sent to isolation housing wearing the ring. But to answer your question, no, I probably probably wouldn't wear it unless one of those you know circumstances arose. But uh, hey, come on, man, the ring we've heard of it. I don't know what they're gonna do about it. Let's get into the good stuff. Hoop. Uh, let's get into the dates when players and team staff will actually enter the bubble. I think that's what everyone's pretty much anticipating on. Right. So let's. Uh... Starting June 23rd, my birthday this Tuesday. Shut up, motherfucking hoop star. <laughs> the NBA will allow up to 10 coaches in their own home facilities. So that's starting Tuesday as players return for the ramp up. Players must inform teams if they plan to participate in the season's 22 game restart in Orlando. So that June 23rd, if you're not going to play, you you got to let them know that you're not going to play. Team Teams can have four players from June 23rd to June 30th at their home facility. So they can go home or go back to their home facility and start working out and whatever. Then eight players um, can join that facility. So four more players can be added starting July 1st, going through July 9th. And then teams must provide the league's um, – a roster for the eligible players. So your roster that you're bringing to Orlando um, must be given to the NBA on that July 1st. Um, From there, the teams are invited to join the bubble anywhere. So they get this kind of window to all make it down there between July 9th and 11th to start their, Mm -hmm. what they're calling training camp. So, and then, as we know, NBA is scheduled to resume games on that July 30th. So yes, sir. those are the crucial dates. <clears throat> we did talk about some hotel amenities. You know, they were thinking about all these ways that they can, you know, maybe help boost, um, you know, home court advantage or whatnot based on their uh, rank, their like seatings. So we right. do get to see some things here. Um right. Let's, let's go through these hotels real quick. Okay, let's, let's get through them real quick. So, for seeds one through four, that's both east and west, they will be staying at the Grand 
I guess that's Destinito is how you pronounce it. No, I think it's the Grand Destino Luxury Tower. Right. So basically, I'm guessing this is the most fancy hotel, most amenities, just um, basically the best hotel in Florida. In- I think they're saying it's the newest. It's they're, I'm reading it. I don't even yeah. know what the difference is. The newest, it's a 15-story, 545-room tower connected to the popular coronado springs hotel that opened up last summer right so these teams that are being in or get to stay in here are the seeds like i said one through four so that's lakers bucks clippers celtics heat jag jazz sorry nuggets and raptors then we have the next hotel here on the list is the grand floridian so this is i guess the second nicest i'm not really sure how they rank these but these teams yeah. um, include the Rockets, the Mavericks, Pacers, shout out Pacers, Thunder, Grizzlies, 76ers, Nets, and Magic. So, I mean. Yeah, little, little thing about the difference between these hotels is what it's saying. Well, on that first one, uh, two restaurants and two lounges that are exclusively for the Grand Destino Tower. Two of those are on the 16th floor and have a panor- have panoramic views. Um, and then I guess it's, it's about 10 minutes away from the ESPN wide world of sports where they're going to play. It says it has the best pool in all of Disney. And for, I guess, the, uh, the next one, the Grand Floridian, it's a little bit more outdated, a little bit farther away from the facility where they're, where they're going to be playing at. And uh, it's pretty much it just has a nice dining room during the holidays, but we're not in the holidays. So. Right. And then these last six teams – um, that aren't in the top eight. They're staying at the Yacht Club. We got some details on the Yacht Club. Um, yeah, we got we got you got some got the yeah, scoop on the Yacht Club or what? I, I guess this yeah Yacht Club um, area right outside of something that is filled with shops, restaurants. Um, you know, it's got a piano in there. It says <laughs> while most of this stuff is probably off limits to the players, it's still a really cool place to be, and hopefully the views and vibes will be relaxing enough. A um, little bit, I mean, a little bit farther, I guess, as well from the uh, from the ESPN Wide World of Sports. But they have wooden floors. I mean, the floors almost look nicer than the outdated carpet ones in the Grand Floridian. But, I mean, the Yacht Club looks pretty sick, dude. If you're out here just chilling next to the water outside the front, I mean, all these places are beautiful, right? Right. So those those teams include the Pelicans, the Spurs, Blazers, Kings, only Eastern team, uh, the Wizards, and finishing up with the Phoenix Suns. So, you know, our Indiana Pacers, man. We're, we mm-hmm. just missed, just missed that uh, luxury missed uh, tower, the Grand Destinito. But, you know, that's uh, more motiva- motivation for our paces, right? Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, I don't know, man. Whatever. Nothing can keep sleeping. I don't really – like, how do they heat up there, man? <laughs> it's all about the motivation. We've been preaching that. All these teams, like the Heat, like they had all this, all this motivation going into the playoffs, and we've been talking about that off air. We're like – they need to regain all that motivation. Like all these teams, you need to re- it's all about momentum, like coming back in these first eight games, you pretty much have to win all of them, especially the teams that are coming from the yacht club. They, I mean, they're already three and a half games plus behind the eighth spot. So they have to pretty much win. They got to go six, six of two or, you know, seven of one or stuff like that. But yeah, I guess it's, it's more motivation, I guess, for the, 
for the Pacers. But uh, are you are you wanting to stay in the what what hotel would you would you pick? You gotta. I, I I mean I'd probably want to just stay with the best teams, right? The, yeah, I'd, I'd want to be in the the Grand Destino, hanging with LeBron, drinking some wine. You know, <laughs> they the thing about also is when they enter this bubble, they have to be quarantined for forty eight hours, and they can't see they can't see like their friends that are in other hotels um, at all. You know, they got to stick to FaceTime. So that's why I would want to be in the Grand Destino to like be with the best teams and also just kind of chat it up and vibe with them instead of, you know, not really. I mean, they're with the, the who are they with? They're with the Nets and teams like that. Not that fun. But, hey, uh, you know, speaking of the Pacers, right, let's talk about it a little bit. Woes wrote a press release, which is actually pretty cool. And we never get talked about in the media. Uh, about our guy Victor Oladipo this week. So for those who don't know, Oladipo suffered a ruptured quad tendon in his right knee back in January of last season, missing the playoffs last season, didn't return until uh, late January of this season, which was pretty much the half half point mark of the NBA season, just right before the NBA All-Star weekend. Uh, Depot was in an interview with ESPN this past week, says he plans to ramp up, and that was the word, ramp up activity with the Pacers starting next week and evaluate his, re- his repair-torn quad tendon prior to making a final commitment to playing in the season's restart in Orlando, right? So he's hopeful to return to play, but he wants to limit the risk of a significant injury after returning from a year of rehabilitation. So, I mean, with all that being said, he says he feels a whole lot better, but he also knows that there are a lot of risks going into this unique situation that the current state of the NBA is in, you know, being off for so long and trying to ramp it up so fast. So Depot says he's just got to be smart about everything. I mean, when he came back that first game, man, he had that, you know, that game winning shot, played the Celtics a couple weeks later. He had 37 in that game. So he feels good. But, you know, with this whole unique situation is what he's saying. It's he just got to be smart about it. Right. And I think that's kind of like the double edged sword that he kind of faced was he was making that return. Right. He was trying to get back into it um, as this season, you know, kind of took a turn for the worst I guess for him at least because he was you know he was on minute restrictions and he was getting some some time on the floor he was producing and then after all of this he just can't go and compete competitively and that's really what he needed to do to get back to mm-hmm. Olo speed um, but yeah I think he'll I think he'll definitely be a part of that you know that roster that goes down there um we might not see him in the first couple of games. Um, he'll probably just practice with the team, get some run. And then right. because we're already going to make the playoffs, I don't see us not making the playoffs. So he'll definitely either, you know, get some minute restrictions leading into the playoffs. But I think he'll definitely be a go for the playoffs. Um, I don't know about uh, him starting or anything, but I think this is this has probably been a good time for him, at least just to get his feet under under him and you know actually get fully fully healthy so i mean it was cool but uh you know just to note regardless the pacers you know we've been very cautious with him you know with depot and just all throughout right when the the injury happened all the way up to him making his return Um, right so i think we do a great job on you know managing his injury from start to finish. And I think this could just, you know, be one of those stepping stones for him just to make a, a good return. I think we'll definitely see him for sure. So yeah. um, 
We do have uh, some fan questions on IG. From yeah, our shout, IG. shout out, shout out, fan questions on the listening questions. They're yeah, listening fan questions. questions, not fan questions. We we change it from fan questions because we don't we, really have fans. I guess we We're, don't have nobody likes us. So <laughs> listener questions. So listener questions. This one is from Instagram. <laughs> shout out to Instagram. Go follow us. Get those two thousand followers so we can give out this dope ass jersey yes but um if you could switch lives with one nba player for a week which one would it be um i guess we'll open it up to you and then i'll answer it but yeah um i kind of just looked this up real quick but i kind of had it in my head at first i mean obviously the cliche answer would probably be like lebron or michael brian scalabrini for me brother wow um yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll explain. Yeah. I'll explain. Go into some, some death. Why? Why? Um... Uh, so, five season? No, he played one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I think he played eleven. Uh, I'm not great at math. Uh, three <laughs> points a game, dude. Are you kidding me? Just chilling on the bench. Play with the oh eight oh nine. I I'm. I'm almost making that year up, but 08 <laughs> was when the Celtics won, right? Well, that was their last chip in 09 when they had the big three. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was 09 or 08, one of those. It doesn't matter. Scalabrini, brother? Did you? I mean, he gets to win a chip and not do anything. He's just on the bench, and you know, he's just kind of kicking it with Garnett. Anything is possible. Um, I know I probably choose Scal, uh, but if I'm being realistic, I probably Reggie. Reggie. Yeah. Yeah, just straight up shooter right you know choke god simp lord <laughs> brother-in-law skaruski probably that boy reggie miller um i'm probably gonna go with i would i mean this is probably gonna be a little bit of like a, a shocker but i would want to be like shaquille o'neal just a goofy ass guy just a dominant player, and I think I know the real answer. Why? <laughs> why is that? And it's not appropriate for the episode. <laughs> you can't say that. You gotta let me. You gotta let them know now. Why? You're trying to get on horse status, ain't you? <laughs> Come on, bro. <laughs> hilarious, bro. Uh, trying to be like the white over there, ain't you? No. I probably do. I probably do Shaq or more realistically, probably like a Steve Nash or like. A, you were a big Steve Nash guy. Yeah, big Steve Nash guy when I was growing up. But yeah, probably one of those two for sure. Just to you know, experience. Somebody actually asked me the uh, yesterday. Can you guess the top three uh, uh, all-time assist players? Uh, probably Jerry West. No. Jerry West wasn't on there. Mm-mm. Um, Stockton was he up there? Stockton's first, right? Um, I want to say maybe like a Jason Kidd or somebody. Second, really? Second, and then I don't know third. I don't want to say Nash because that's just probably an obvious answer. But Steve Nash, really? Yeah. I'm surprised I actually got that. I don't even have notes yeah, I either. Too. I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, that's interesting, it. right? I didn't. I mean, I mean that makes sense. I didn't know Jason Kidd was up there. I just thought of him. Well, I was watching that that Mavericks Heat game, <clears throat> that and Game Six or whatever. When I guess it was LeBron first year of the Heat, when they lost that, and Jason Kidd was playing, and Dirk was balling, and then Johnny was telling me Jason Kidd was second in all time uh, leading assists. Okay, 
that's pretty cool. It is cool deal. All right, for sure. But uh, that being said, the NBA is inching closer and closer day by day, and we are excited to see what will take place here in the next, you know, couple of weeks. Will the NBA take action and listen to the Players Coalition for the uh, their requests for you know certain changes for the futures in regards to you know more black ownership, donating to certain charities, and you know challenge the league to come up with you know detailed plan on issues of importance to the black community for the NBA's restart in Orlando? Um, will all coaches be allowed to rejoin their teams and pass, you know, the medical reviews? How many players will be, as Andy would call them, simp lords and simp lords and decide to, you know, stay home rather than uh, traveling to the bubble, you know, to continue the season? Uh, and then what will, you know, the next week look like as players are allowed to return to their facilities and, you know, eventually go to the bubble? Tune in next Sunday as Man to Man will answer all your questions. Remember, it's 10 p.m. Eastern Time every Sunday night live on YouTube. Episode comes out on Apple and Spotify on Monday morning. Um, but with that, we will catch you next week. Namaste to you guys. Namaste. Dwight Howard, stop calling me. It's Pacer Nation, baby. <laughs> I'm straight hustling